This is the Rolling with Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and this is episode eight. And my guest today is Kristen. I've known Kristen for a while. Like, we've worked together on various projects, and I've been able to watch some of her transformation to become a healthier and fitter person via Instagram. Now, she's a personal trainer, a strength and conditioning coach, and helping people change their lives. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. So happy to be here. (laughs) Oh man! Um, just before we started, um, we ca- we caught up a little bit. Um, it's so great to have you on here and to like we've worked together in production, and now oh. it's you know <laughs> it's like it's been a long time. I was trying to think like it's been at least like thirteen years that I've known you or something yes. wild like yes. that. Yes, it's been. It's been a while so yeah. like I've, I've literally watched you <laughs> yeah you really have <laughs> wow so crazy I know right but um yeah we can get right into it okay, and let's do it first question is what sparked your um transformation to become a healthier and fitter person okay so growing up I always played sports. I played soccer and tennis and I danced and I loved playing sports, but kind of as I guess most children do when they get older, they stop playing the team sports. They go to college, they move on. And the older I got, the more social media kind of became more prevalent in our lives. I got sucked into the whole like diet culture thing of just working out to look a certain way and to be a certain size and a certain weight. And I thought that's what being healthy and fitness is all about, just working out to, you know, be a certain size and because you have to. And it wasn't really until one of my first trainers kind of showed me that working out and fitness and health doesn't have to be about that. It can be about so much more and it can be about, you know, working hard for a goal and trying to performance goals or be able to do your first push-up or pull-up. And the more I sort of leaned into that and realized, okay, that's health and fitness too. It doesn't have to just be about looking a certain way, but it can be training for something or just moving because it feels good for you. That sort of sparked and made me really understand health and fitness in a whole different way that I hadn't understand or understood it before. And that's kind of what really started my journey into wanting to become healthier and fitter and that whole journey of it yeah nice and and you brought up something um interesting because a lot of people just look at the surface like oh okay um this person has abs yeah or this person's a certain weight so you're healthy you you know you're you're fit and I'm like mm-hmm. actually <laughs> it's so much more yeah just because you look a certain way or don't look a certain way really doesn't mean anything about your health there are people of you know all shapes and sizes that are healthy and or are not healthy and it just kind of is, goes back to that whole diet culture and the more we see on Instagram of Instagram models and people telling you to do something because, you know, it's trendy or popular doesn't necessarily mean it is healthy. And, you know, I think that's one of the ways in which social media can be a problem is just people, especially a lot of young girls, buying into the whole like diet culture thing and, you know, looking a certain way. And it's 
really when you can shift your perspective or shift what you're training for, that kind of really helps to change everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it's a whole mindset thing as well. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. So I see in a lot of your videos, you have a kettlebell. Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what is the benefit of kettlebell training? Kettlebells are really just, they're so versatile and they take up really no space. You can store them pretty much anywhere. And when you're working out with them, it doesn't really require a lot of space for you to work out. You, you know, I only have about a six by six area in my apartment. I live in a pretty smallish studio, so I don't have much space off the bat, but kettlebells are so great because they don't require a lot of space and you could do really every single kind of strength exercise with it you could do squats you could do deadlifts you could do you know overhead presses with it you could also make a workout that's more cardio based to get your heart rate up more or you can train for a specific sport with them so they're just so versatile they take up no space and they don't really require anyone to have that much space with them either. And you can get a really great workout with them in, in just, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Mm. So what you're saying is I need to get some kettlebells. Yes, That's- you need some kettlebells. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you sold me, you sold me. Because <laughs> we clear that up, yeah. You need some kettlebells. <laughs> so you also box, right? I do. I I started boxing probably about four years ago or so. Um, and actually before COVID, I was trying to train for an amateur fight and try to get an amateur fight. But then COVID happened and my boxing gym closed and I kind of fell out of my, my training routine. But one day I, I will I will have an amateur fight. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, what do you enjoy most about boxing and like what benefits you get from it well just in terms of working out boxing really is one of the best cardio endurance workouts you can do I always say there's one thing to be in shape for a sport and there's one thing to be in boxing shape it just requires so much endurance but what I really do love about boxing is just kind of how it applies to life in general Mm -hmm. it literally teaches you how to get punched in the face and (laughs) how to not quit how to come back and be like okay ouch that hurt but what am I going to do differently how am I going to adapt life's Mm -hmm. not going to be easy on you life's going to knock you down sometimes but you can't just sit there and you can't just crumble and fall you just got to get back up and keep fighting so boxing supplies to life so much in that way like okay you'll get punched in the head it's gonna hurt but you can't go over to your corner and just sit there and cry about it you have to figure out what you're gonna do next and that just translates to life I think in so many ways you know so many times unexpected things are gonna happen you can't can't plan for what's gonna happen next you just have to kind of think on the fly and adjust and figure out what you can do better the next time that's a great comparison. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I thought about that like when I started boxing, but the more I started boxing, that really just translated in so many ways. And it still it still rings true when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. And it gives you another skill. Like, you know, yeah. God, God forbid something happens to you, you know, 
you got that right hook, you can yeah, <laughs> you can defend yeah, yourself. I'm ready to throw that anytime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like what you say to me? <laughs> yeah, you sure you want to say that? <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> oh man. So, what have you discovered, like about yourself internally, after you started um, transform transforming your life? And um, as far as, you know, your training, yeah. like, did you, you, did you start to become more confident, mm-hmm. happier? What changes did you see? Yeah. So it kind of really, for me, all goes back to not having to train to look a certain way, but training mm-hmm. for performance goals and training to maybe for a new skill. Um, so when I really started to shift my mindset and change that outlook from going okay like I'm working out because I want to be able to do my first pull up or I want to be able to hit a certain number on a squat or a deadlift that changed everything and getting that confidence of knowing Mm -hmm. okay I couldn't do that six months ago but now I've stayed consistent I've worked hard like it's it's all me putting in that work or it's all my clients are training it's all them putting in the work I'm guiding Mm -hmm. them but they're the ones that are showing up and doing the work and seeing myself or them be able to do something they couldn't do before. Mm-hmm. It's so rewarding. And it just builds that confidence. Like, Oh man, okay. I did that. Like I, I couldn't do that before, but now I did that. That's awesome. And yeah. it just gives you that gratification and that satisfaction of knowing your hard work did that. And that just builds up your confidence I think in so many ways and it also kind of trains you to be a little bit of mentally tougher of Mm -hmm. you know showing up when you don't want to putting in the work when you don't want to and kind of like fighting through it to be able to do it and then when you look back at your your performance progress you it's so rewarding to see that and see that change over you know, six months, a year. And if you keep putting in that consistent work, you, when you look back five years, you're like, oh man, that's crazy to see how far I've come in, in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I equate that with like my cycling um, journey yeah. and just how far I've come from my folding bike to my road bike to mm-hmm. doing centuries you know yeah so yeah I can I totally agree like you can't tell me anything like what I did 100 miles <laughs> right <laughs> and it's crazy to look back when you first started it's probably like when you first started you didn't you thought that goal and that those miles were totally out of reach exactly and then you do them and you're like okay I did that like go me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You would have said, oh, you're going to do 100 miles. What? <laughs> I can yeah. barely do five miles. <laughs> right. Right. And then to look back, you're like, all right, okay. So that, like, you know, that was hard. I did it. Like, what's the next goal? What's, what's the next challenge we can, we can do and overcome? Yeah. 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 What, what advice do you have for people wanting to become healthier but don't know where to start? I would say, first of all, find someone that's going to help keep you accountable, whether it be a trainer or a workout buddy. That's usually the hardest part Mm. in someone getting started is when you don't have someone to keep you accountable. And I know trainers are obviously a luxury and an investment, 
but a good part of a trainer's job is just helping you show up and figure that part out. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, you know, invest in a trainer, then just find a buddy who is going to, you know, do it with you maybe a few times a week. And the hardest part, truthfully, also is just starting. Like, even for me as a trainer, nine out of 10 times when my alarm goes off and it's time for me to work out, do I really want to? <laughs> Probably not. Like, does staying in my bed sounds nicer? Yeah. But just kind of doing it and mm-hmm. not going to want to. But it's kind of that discipline muscle that you just got to build over time and you just... You know, yeah, it's gonna, it's, it, it sucks when that alarm goes off for me at like, you know, six in the morning. I'm like, ugh, I want to sleep today. But I just kind of got to get up and do it. And again, that accountability buddy happens when you can say, okay, like, I'm, we're going to work out at 6 a.m. This is the workout we're going to do. And I'll text you when I start. You text me when you start and we'll finish. And then text me when you're done. Mm-hmm. That definitely helps a lot knowing that someone is there doing it with you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you could share the misery a little bit of, of having to wake up early or of not wanting to because, you know, it happens for everyone. You sit there, you contemplate it for an hour and you're like, I really don't want to do it. I really don't want to do it. You know, truth be told, that was me all day yesterday. I, was, <laughs> I sat there for a good portion of, of three hours in the morning just being like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. And then, you know got my buddy we said okay let's just let's just do it let's get it done with and have it be we'll feel great afterwards yes. because you always feel so much better when you're done your mind's clear your body feels good you just feel so much better yeah yes 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 once it's over you're like ah yeah ah. <laughs> i can like, do anything now right. like, like, why did i contemplate that for so long i should have just did it like an hour ago right and got it over with yes yeah yeah <laughs> and also i think the important thing to realize too is you don't have to work out for two hours mm-hmm. you know you see people on instagram on social media posting like ah oh, i worked out for three hours today did this and that and that and that you don't have to do that. Just moving your body a little bit each day is good. Whether at, whether that be for 10 minutes, go for a walk, you know, maybe you walk up and down the stairs a few times for 15 minutes, put on some, some tunes, a podcast, you know, you don't have to work out for three hours each day. Even just moving your body a little bit, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever time you have in the day, just get up and move. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think, sometimes it, it gets like with you know social media and just just with all the information mm-hmm. online you got to do this for a certain amount of time it's like uh, yeah. then you, that that's exhausting right there after i read all that and watched all these videos i'm like oh, i'm not doing this. <laughs> exactly you're like nope and then you see the whole thing you're like wait you mean i have to work out for that long each day till i feel good like i don't want to do that like no one really wants to be working out for two hours each day like it's not necessary but when Mm -hmm. you see people posting about it and then someone that might be new you're like really I've got to work out for that long to feel good like that sounds exhausting and it is (laughs) (laughs) like it is so you mentioned what made you want to be a personal trainer and a strength conditioning coach So it kind of goes back to when I had one of my first personal trainers, they shifted that mindset for me that like, you don't have to work out to look Mm -hmm. away a certain Mm -hmm. way, 
or hit a goal weight. You can work out to try to do your first, you know, pull up or deadlift and try using kettlebells. And once I saw that that trainer did that for me and kind of shifted that in my mind, I wanted to help do that for other people. And I understand it could be extremely intimidating, especially for women walking into the weight area of, mm-hmm. of a gym. And we've been so conditioned for so long to like hop on the, on the treadmill or hop on the elliptical and let's go on the elliptical for, for 20 minutes, 40 minutes. But it could be so intimidating walking into the weight section of a gym. I wanted to kind of demystify that and make it less intimidating for, for all my clients, but especially those young women that don't know where to start or can be or scared of going into that area of a gym and for them to realize, okay, it's not, it's not that scary. You can do it. I can do it. And them being able to set a goal for themselves of, I want to do my first push up in six months and mm-hmm. see them hit that goal and then them gain that confidence and slowly, but surely just check off the new things off their list of things they couldn't do once, but now they can do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's probably rewarding. Yeah, it's so rewarding. And to see them them grow and just be proud of themselves for something they did. Because, you know, I, I am, the, I'm guide, they're guiding you. I'm encouraging you. But again, like, they're, they're putting in the work. They're showing up. They're doing everything. And to see them be so proud of themselves, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding. And I think somehow in this culture, we've gotten away from, being proud of ourselves, you know, I think sometimes it's, it's seen as being cocky to be proud mm-hmm. of yourself or mm-hmm. like they're proud of themselves. Like why are they proud of themselves? But I think you should be proud of yourself when you hit a goal or when you do something you didn't think you can do. So it's nice to encourage that and nice to let people know it's okay to be proud of yourself. Like you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. Celebrate your wins, people. Yeah. It's important. You gotta. You gotta. It is. (laughs) It's like the little things that keep you going. It's important. Exactly. Exactly. That encouragement that you you give to yourself. Like, listen, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, because you give it to other people all the time, you know? Exactly. You 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 see some your your friend do something, you're like, oh man, that's awesome. Congrats, or this and that. But so rarely or maybe we've just gotten away from it. Do we really congratulate ourselves and sit there and acknowledge our wins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your personal fitness goals for 2022? So there's a few. I just want, there's, I like to think of things that I, I can't, physically do right now like hitting a certain number on a deadlift and a certain number on a squat and there's two very specific numbers I want to hit in 2022 that seems so out of reach for me maybe like three years ago five years ago and that are up there um 2021 my goal was to do an unassisted pull-up and I, I finally hit that and that was you know, a very special moment, a very proud moment for me. Nice. So I feel, thank you. Yeah. I like to <laughs> string together a few of those, a few more. And, you know, hit a, that certain number on the deadlift and the squat. And those are two of my, my goals or three of my goals right now. And then as I kind of 
check those off. I'll reassess again. I think it's, you know, at least for me and the way I like to encourage people to set set smaller goals along Mm -hmm. the way and then build from there. Because sometimes when you set such a large goal, it can be so daunting um, and seem so out of reach. But when you set some smaller goals (laughs) and then kind of reassess and build along the way, it can seem a lot more achievable. Yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Break yeah. your goals up into smaller pieces, yes. people. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for being a guest on the oh, show. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. This was so great to catch up, and I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Where can people find out more about you? You can find more about me on Instagram. That's probably the best place. Um, my handle is Chris Chris seven one four. Yeah, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. Okay, amazing. Yeah, and then you get to see her with the kettlebell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the kettlebells, all the boxing, and then you know some fun lifestyle stuff in between. Because <laughs> when it comes down to it, life is still still meant to be enjoyed. Exactly, and that's why we're here you know, Ex- to enjoy too. Exactly. Well, thank you again so much for being on the Rolling with Tay podcast. I'm your host Tasia, aka Tay. And see you on the next one. Kristen, got any last final words before we bounce? Just move your body a little bit each day. We're blessed to have a body, so just move it a little bit because you can. Yeah, you heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Peace out, everyone. Bye. One more Rolling With Tay podcast. Well, follow on Instagram and Twitter at Rolling With Tay. Visit the blog rollingwithtay.wordpress.com for more content and be sure to sign up for the monthly newsletter. And lastly, subscribe to the YouTube channel Rolling With Tay.